0: Welcome to the walk podcast of the Thompson Institute, a podcast for students and faculty on your walk across campus as a resource for your spiritual journey. I'm Aaron Badenhop, And I'm Jordan Browning. And we are your hosts and fellow Buckeyes. In our final episode of our interview with Scott Lacrosse, we ask him how he overcomes spiritual pitfalls while working in the business world.
1: Have you found any even um, even helpful things to, for yeah, to help overcome uh, those sort of pitfalls like even from your own life or whether it's even just from observing, um as a teacher like yeah anything come to mind that's yeah this has been really helpful for people uh in dealing with these kind of kind of pitfalls i guess
2: absolutely i mean i think just the easiest way to answer that is community and it's it's and you said it before and just to reiterate that this is not unique to business right Mm -hmm. nothing i've shared i mean those same challenges are going to be for somebody who goes you know is an architect or works in healthcare, um, whatever it is. I mean, it's just with when you're living your life around people and having to make decisions. So that's really important. It's these are going to be the same challenges no matter w- where you end up. Um, but yes, I would think the biggest thing that helps is is not only sort of growing in your own sort of understanding of you know God's word and, and sort of in uh, your faith, but. Not doing that uh, in a silo, right? I think it's just community of mm-hmm. of of finding and, and connecting to um, others who are sort of in that same uh, space and sort of had the same beliefs as you, uh, kind of pursuing the same goals, you know, and and wanting to honor God and, and wherever they're at in life. And so, uh, depending on your situation, right, that might be harder if you're in ministry in a vocation of ministry, like if you're on staff at a church or or a, or an organ, a Christian organization. I would hope that there's that's easy to, to find uh but even in business i mean i've found that you know if that's something you pray about god is, is real has kind of brought that in my life um you know there's when i was i worked at uh, here locally in abbott nutrition as in marketing and uh i moved into a new role and part of that role is i uh, was managing somebody who was just coming to the company and uh, we were going to lunch like that first week and um we were just chatting, and I was like, I forget how it came up. I was like, oh, I mentioned church. He's like, oh, where do you go to church? And I was like, oh, I went, I'm going to New Life. And he's like, Gahanna. he's like, oh, that's where I'm going. I just checked that out this weekend. And i was like, really? And he still goes there. And so um, through that, we learned that we were both, you know, Christians and had the same faith, and worked. we're working together on the same team. Hmm. So that was really cool, but just to have that uh, connection. And we actually, you know, we're doing started Bible study, and we're able to, through that, connect with um, with other people. And so, you know, if it's not in your company, there's other groups and in, in areas, you know, that breakfasts uh, bring people, you know, together and who are in business and just having that, the whole iron sharpens iron. I mean, because the danger is thinking like, oh, well, you know, I can, I'm really committed and I, I can make a positive change and sort of put yourself in that situation with no connection, you know, to God's community, God's church. So I think, again, it's, no matter where you're at that's something we should always have always have in our lives but that's to me i think the greatest protection outside of continuing to grow in god's word Um, but it's just have others who can challenge you right um Mm. you know and i and that relationship i we i actually just had breakfast with him this morning with a group of guys it was that same guy so it's been wow uh six seven years since since that happened and we have a good relationship and um, and he actually is teaching here at Ohio state. So he's an adjunct. Mm. For, yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's just kind of funny how that has happened and it all came from again, I'm, I'm assuming it would came out eventually, but it was just a conversation and mentioning, you know, at the church this weekend and, and found out we, uh, are both, you know, Christians and it just was a great relationship. So just finding that, looking for that and praying that that would come into it so that you have sort of somebody to go through that with. And he was, he, I mean, he would, could challenge me on things and um you know I remember one situation I guess just to get practical of like uh we were going through some very kind of a very stressful thing and uh and um I can say very general something happened and <laughs> I forget I don't remember the specifics but I kind of said something that I think kind of hurt his feelings a bit right and it was just kind of like you know this needs to happen and I think I probably I probably added to the stress versus relieved some of the stress, and uh, I think later that day he just took me aside. He's like you know what? I'm, he's like I know what this this happened. He's like, but that that really didn't help the situation, you know. And that was that kind of added stress. I was like, you know what? I appreciate you calling me on that. Like that was really you know, and I I, I can see that, you know, and I'll I'll keep that in mind. But without that relationship, I might not have never even really known of how that affected him, and I could have kept doing that. So those are the times having those relationships where people will are comfortable sort of bring that up like you know what this is that didn't really help i don't feel like that really helped the situation in a positive way so mm-hmm. so those that's really important is finding that community
1: yeah it almost sounds like as you're talking through that i'm kind of thinking that even these different faith communities with church small groups people even some companies i'm sure like have their own sort of uh, groups if the company is large enough where they're meeting together or something that these faith communities even serve to sort of reorient maybe or or help to almost serve as like a, kind of the the lights that might come up on a car when something is kind of wrong under the hood that it kind of indicates like oh shoot my priorities are a little off maybe I'm uh I'm not uh, in my own discipleship to Jesus, my own walk with God, like something's a little off here and I need to kind of reorient where my heart, what my heart wants even, and la- allow the spirit to work. And like, they kind of, uh, kind of get us back on track. I don't know how else to say it, but. Yeah. Um,
2: I think also too, good. just it, part of it is just, no, just the good, positive feeling of knowing like there's other Christians here.
1: Mm.
2: I mean, that was what it was at Abbott was, I mean, cause that was a pretty big company. I mean, um, I don't remember, I mean thousands plus employees here in probably Columbus area. And just to know that there was other you know christians in the in the uh, company and we would get together on tuesdays at lunch and just you know study the bible and it was just it was just uplifting right mm-hmm. and the thought of you know kind of day in day out just feeling like you're sort of this lone you know believer and and whatever you know in this situation i think over time can be sort of bring it down so mm-hmm. it's just we are we are created for community right and so it's, it's in us it's part of us um, and so it's no different in your profession. So, yeah.
1: Well, you had mentioned previously, even that kind of a hot topic, maybe in the business world is this idea of servant leadership. And I have to imagine that being in the kind of that, the culture of yeah the, the business world, like leadership is probably a constant conversation and books are continually coming out with different models of leadership or styles. Um, And and so you you had even mentioned Jesus kind of being a figure that is like kind of exemplifies that really well. Um, And was even curious, like if you could maybe unpack that a little bit, like how even your own experience in reading the word, uh, kind of getting to know who this Jesus was, like how he kind of models what it looks like to be a servant leader kind of in the real world. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to be a prof- you know professing Christian
2: to say, oh well, Jesus was a good example. I mean, you could even find articles that say, despite what your spiritual beliefs are, you know, this there's you can't deny the impact that this man had. Um, so there's you know books that people have been said, you know, let's look at the the example leadership from Jesus. Um, even if you just look at leadership books that have nothing to do with you know Christianity. Um, you know, there's just a lot of, let's say concepts, you know, um, so servant leadership, right? What is that? It's, it's, you know, putting yourself, um, kind of below and actually investing into other people versus seeing other people as there to lift you up, right? Lifting up others versus kind of asking them to lift you up. And you just, you know, see examples where that's the opposite is true and it just never works. I mean, it's just the reality of, um, people don't want to follow somebody who's all about themselves. It's pretty, it goes, it's pretty intuitive. Um, So that's, you know, we can talk about servant leadership all all day, but it's like, that's what it is. It's, you know, you're there for them. They're not there for you. Um, And then you just think about other leadership concepts, you know, vision casting. Um, You know, obviously Jesus was, that was a big part of like, why was he here? Um, Building teams, you know, getting people to commit of themselves to be part of something. Right, um, you know they, a big, you know you want to see if somebody's a leader. Look at or is anybody following him? Right, um, John Maxwell is a pretty, you know, one of the top leadership uh, teachers. Um, he's a very strong Christian, right? He, you know, and some of his, some of his books are, you know, not that. Um, some of his books are are very much, you know, based on uh, Christian, um, I guess the Word of God, and he's he's very overt about that. But um, he always says, you know, if, if you if you think you're leading, you know, if you—I'm going to botch the, the <laughs> quote, of course, but it's like, you know, if you think you're leading, just look behind you and see if anyone's following, right? And so you just look at, you know, the impact that Jesus had on people's lives, and I don't mean, you know, people following him like the 5,000, like the crowds, right? I think that's actually—that's a good lesson there of, you know, people look at leadership as, wow, look at all the thousands of people who are sort of following this person, Um but in sort of a shallow way, right? And I'm talking about the the relationships with the 12 and and the people, you know, those are the ones who went out and actually changed the world, um, who actually gave up their life to actually invest into Jesus' vision and mission, um, sort of build a team of people. uh, You know, he did that. And, uh, you know, to have kind of stay focused on on a mission and to kind of of move things forward, and even also just to be able to motivate and to teach others, right? Um, You know, there's... If there's anybody who could sort of get things done alone, I'm guessing it was Jesus. <laughs> it's like, you know what? I'd like that. Like, that's what needs to happen. Basically, let me just think it, think it and it's, it happens, right? So when you talk about sort of performance and, and um, uh, basically the ability to do, get things done, um, potential, there's, I don't think anyone's really going to beat that guy. Hmm. Um, yet he chose to do his work through others, right? To invest in others and to equip others to get things done. Um, Those of us, obviously, who cannot do what Jesus did, we can follow that example of if we want to have the greatest impact, well, just logically, there's only so much I can do as an individual. We can do more through others. So a big part of leadership is getting people sort of bought in and and, um, sort of sold on this this vision that we have and to equip them to do it. So from a teaching perspective, I've actually used sort of his uh, example in teaching. I mean, I'm not necessarily like, you know, throwing out the parables, but just this idea of storytelling and, you know, how do you help people understand a concept versus just telling them what it is and maybe, you know, different ways of, I'm, I'm a huge believer in storytelling and sort of that's a, a way of communicating uh, and help people understand things. So, I mean, there's on and on and on, um, could go on just about examples of practically how he was a vision caster, um, dedicated to a mission, you know, equipping others, bringing other people along. Um, and I think lastly, just, to maybe end with that is he also he also did what needed to be done I mean we like to think of mm. Jesus as really like just you know calm nice guy I mean but he also he sort of stood up when things were not right you know what I mean and um, you know he was he sort of shook things up a bit you know when when things were were non the up and up and so I think again there's just a lot of examples of him as a man that can be taken and applied into any situation that we're gonna find here you know in our lives on day to day so
1: no that's it's great. It even makes me think, <clears throat> even of the the uh, scene of Jesus kind of in the Garden of Gethsemane before he ends up uh, being crucified, and kind of that internal conflict we see between him and God, knowing what's to come, and and even sort of wondering, is there another way? Uh, is there another path? Um, but answer is no, and he ends up uh, being crucified um, for the things that he's teaching and the, the actions that he's you know his ministry you can read about in the gospels and um, and even that I, I love that you pointed out too that his disciples uh, those twelve and like what what their lives looked like after Jesus had died resurrected and ascended how they've seen a man who washed feet who ultimately was crucified on the cross for others not because it was getting him anything an ultimate example of servant leadership and yeah they you know you could read about it in the book of acts in the new testament that these are men who then uh carried on um that style of leadership if you will like they um and they didn't just like bail like it had so impacted their life to have been served in that way right. that they dedicated the rest of their lives to it um, so yeah thanks for sharing and yeah. uh, appreciate you taking the time to, to have this conversation and uh, be on the podcast um, yeah thanks for of course for being yeah, with yeah, us it awesome thanks yeah. for having me cool
0: What stuck out to me from our interview with Professor Lacrosse in this episode was when he was talking about the need for community, if you're going to be someone who is able to overcome these spiritual pitfalls while working in the workforce. Um, That may sound in some ways kind of cliche. Uh, I think most of us have a sense that we need relationships, we need friendships, we need community. But what stuck out to me about that is he talked about how there's this need to have relationships with people who have the same values and who see the spiritual pitfalls for what they are, so to speak, who, who can reinforce uh, emphasizing the right things, making having the right priorities in life while working in the workforce so that, that you don't get swept away by the currents of uh, how, how many other people live and think in the workforce. And uh, and so he really emphasized the need for community, and I think that stuck out to me because uh, I've seen people over the years really lack that as a priority as they go into the workforce. It's so much easier to focus on having the perfect resume and getting the perfect job and uh, prioritizing all of that and, and to make community something that's secondary, something that you can kind of just add in to your life hopefully later and and when we approach community in that way uh, often it just doesn't work out and we become isolated and we fall into the very pitfalls that Scott Lacrosse was was talking about so um i just found that that really significant that he was emphasizing the need for a community that will help you to be accountable and will help you to to reinforce the values that you bring with you into the workforce Thanks so much for listening to The Walk of the Thompson Institute.
1: The personal views presented by the scholars and professors on our podcast do not represent the views of their employer. For upcoming events and for more information, visit thethompsoninstitute.org, a program of CREW at Ohio State.